This is a Pele Media Podcast. Aloha and Mele Kaliki Maka to all of our Ghostbusters Minute, Jurassic Park Minute, and Goonies Minute fans out there. You might remember my voice from a long time ago from such podcasts as Goonies Minute and Jurassic Park Minute. It's me, Kyle, and you might also recognize my brother Brady from Goonies Minute, which uh, you're probably catching this in your feed right now. You might remember uh, that we used to have a Patreon going on for our podcasts, and uh, it has, since uh, its inception, uh, been sent off to greener pastures and that's cool but you know we were kind of left with all of these episodes of uh, supplemental material on our hands that now have no audience to hear them so what we decided we're going to do is over the course of 2018 we're going to be releasing those episodes on their respective podcast uh, feeds so if you did not get a chance to hear those shows uh, then hey guess what you're going to get to hear them albeit a little bit later than our patreon supporters were able to hear but hey you're able to hear them now uh, you know if a podcast happens and no one's around to hear it did it actually happen at all well this week we are going to give you a taste of what's to come this is an episode that recorded last year uh, between Brady and our good friend Shruti, uh, they were talking about their favorite top three Christmas movies. And it's a wonderful conversation about the holidays, uh, how they're celebrated in different countries. And it's just a real pleasant uh, experience to have. So you can walk down memory lane with Brady and Shruti as they talk about their favorite Christmas movies uh, on your drive to your in-laws to have a figgy pudding or maybe as you're wrapping gifts late at night or maybe uh, you're settling down for a long winter's nap and hope Santa Claus will soon visit your house. So from all of us at Pele Media. We're still around, and we're wishing you and your families a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff to bring you in 2019 on the Ghostbusters Minute and Jurassic Park Minute feed. So keep an eye out for that. First one will be dropping very soon. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It doesn't show signs. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in today to Pele Media's new Patreon subscription episode where we are going to be discussing our top three holiday movies, or top three Christmas movies, depending on what you want to call it. I'm your host, Brady, and today I am joined by a very special guest, someone who has a lot of radio experience, and you will be able to hear it in her voice. Shruti, do you want to introduce yourself? Oh, yes. Hi, Brady. Shruti Chowdhury here. I'm a host for the local NPR station, and it's good to be here. Good to be on Not Live Radio. Yeah, there you go. Well, whenever I asked you to do this, I think you were uh, thrilled at that prospect, was the fact that it wasn't live. Yes. You're going to be here, yeah. Yep. So you... I can mess up as much as I want. <laughs> there we go. Story of my life. <laughs> um, so you, uh, you're with NPR, is that what you said? Uh, the local NPR station, WRKF in Baton Rouge. That's right. And uh, I've been with them since 2011. Cool. Yep. There you go. And this is here in like South Louisiana. So when we, you know, people turn on the radio and they hear your accent, they're like, oh, wow, what the hell? You know, it really gets their attention. They, people call in, they're like, who's that BBC British girl (laughs) on the radio? What is going on? Yeah. But over the years, people have gotten used to it. Mm -hmm. And um, good. Yeah. They'll, when I meet people in person, they'll be like, wait. I think I've heard you. Yeah. You're Shruti Chowdhury from the radio. It's like, oh, thanks. Well, because I've known you for years, and I didn't know that you were in radio or anything. And then I'm turning on my radio on, you know, behind the wheel one day, and there's your voice, and I'm suddenly freaking out, like almost crashing into cars and everything, and not fun. Oh, thanks, so, thanks. So today, the theme is that we're, you know, we're, like I said, we're going to be going over our top three, or just movies that we really like that are Christmas-related. Um, is Was Christmas like a big time for you growing up? 
I uh, grew up in India, so uh, it is a national holiday in India. The 25th is. Okay. Because there's a big Christian population in yeah. India. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we didn't necessarily celebrate it like y'all do here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just a day off. And, there you go. You know, <laughs> we would hang out at, with the family. Yeah. Um, shows, like movies would be on TV. Yeah. Home Alone. Probably every year I've watched it since I've been alive. Yeah, and, that's uh, a good one. Yeah, to this day, mm-hmm. Home Alone is a staple. That's awesome. Every post-Thanksgiving. I haven't seen Home Alone in years, and I... I what? I know, I hate myself Where for it. Where do you live? Right? Well, no, that, that's cool that, like, those elements are what you guys include in, in the holiday celebration as family, is getting together, celebrating, things like that. And I think that's really like, you know, hey, oh, that's the true meaning of Christmas. Right, you know? right. But um, whenever we say the word Christmas here, we're, we're kind of referring to the holiday season and not, ne- not just the uh, Christian aspect of it. So I definitely want to put that out there first. But um, with all of that said, let's go ahead and get into it. Okay. So you've got three. I've got three. I'm going to let you go ahead and start so, Shruti, what is your number three? My number three, and I just recently saw this, was Miracle on 34th Street. No kidding. Have you seen this? I haven't seen the original. No, in fact, I've ne- I haven't seen the remake either. Oh, but, uh, yeah, the remake's from 94, and yeah, it's got right. the girl who played Matilda. Yeah, that's I right, haven't Matilda. seen that. The question of Santa Claus seems to be largely a matter of opinion. Many people firmly believe in him. Others do not. I'm Santa Claus. But you'll get me out of this. You'll think of something. It's not going to be easy, Chris. Oh, it will be for you. I intend to prove that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. But I've got a feeling he is Santa Claus, Mother. I think perhaps you're right, Susie. Oh, Christmas isn't just a day. It's a frame of mind. And it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. The original version. The original yeah. in black and white, which is weird to think about Christmas in black and white because, you know, you've got the red and green and the gold and the silver and the white yeah. that everybody associates with Christmas. So seeing a Christmas movie in black and white yeah. in grayscale was a little bit tough to get into. But, yeah. but God, the, the characters and the costumes and... Um, the storyline and like the profound yeah. Santa in it, uh-huh. you know, with his messages and with his holiday spirit, yeah. made the the movie way more colorful than Red and Green could ever ha- could could ever have. That's so cool to hear you say that. So even though it is not, it doesn't immediately scream Christmas to you or holiday to you because of uh, the fact that it's in black and white. It still got that message. It was still strong enough of a Christmas movie that it got that message through to you. Oh my God! That's yes. awesome. And the, my favorite quote from the film, mm-hmm. and this was fairly early in the film, uh, the, the Santa goes, Christmas, Christmas isn't just a day, it's a frame of mind. It's like, oh, wow. that's so true. That's so true. And, it's, and it applies, again, to the fact that you don't need you know, a colorful color palette in your Christmas movie. You just need that idea. Christmas is a frame of mind. It's you a state of mind. You just need the Christmas spirit, you Brady. You just need the Christmas spirit, Brady. <laughs> That is so cool. You know, uh, Miracle on 34th Street is continually uh, number one in, in Christmas film listings. That and say something like It's a Wonderful Life or something like that. But uh, it, when I was doing my research for the show, mm. I kept seeing Miracle on 34th Street, the original, in, oh, yeah. in the number one spot on all the lists. Yeah, it's so, number three for me because I've not watched it 
over and over again. Like I have some just classic Christmas films, but it stole my heart. That's it was awesome. adorable. Yeah. And like, I'm ashamed I haven't even seen it ever. So that might be what I'm doing tonight. Yep. Do so, that tonight. Now what's right. your number three? All right. Number three is a go with me here. Okay. Um, my number three is Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we thank you one and all and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Christmas Eve in LA. But a team of terrorists. You want money. What kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were terrorists? Have their own holiday plans. And I'm telling you, you just got to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. But the one thing they didn't plan on was New York cop John McClane. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die Hard. And not just nice. because, yeah, not just because um, it takes place at Christmas. Uh, you know, aside from being just a freaking, like, awesome movie. In fact, Empire Magazine <laughs> named it uh, the 29th greatest film of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's a little bit closer to number one. Um, so aside from um, being all that, it's just a movie that has Christmas all over it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got, like you're saying, the red and green, the, yep. the Christmas lights, the... Just the cheese of a classic Christmas of it. film. Yeah, a Bruce Willis Christmas. That's what they should have called it. Yes. A very, a very Willis Christmas. <laughs> Another thing that it's got going on for it, uh, going on with it, is its soundtrack. It is wall-to-wall Christmas music. <laughs> I mean, it's just all the typical songs, which is so funny because it's... Um, it's juxtaposed, juxtaposed to the uh, the action element. I mean, you see, I this say, is a yeah. violent movie, and you've got like, let it snow, <laughs> let it snow. It's so, so great. Cracks yeah. me up. But um, the movie, it's really full of like, uh, <laughs> I say full of, there's maybe one example, of a Christmas metaphor. And that is, you've got unwanted visitors coming uh-huh. coming into your building or your house and being disruptive. <laughs> and in, in, this, in our case, it's uh, Christmas morning, like your extended family that you just don't like. <laughs> you just don't like, is coming over to your house with a bunch of bratty kids who are like running around breaking stuff. Breaking and, stuff, clogging yeah. up your toilets. <laughs> exactly. And um, and you're getting shot at by Alan Rickman. So yeah, that that's sounds pretty typical thing. for me. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's also an example of the fact that a Christmas movie doesn't necessarily have to be about Christmas per se. Mm-hmm. Christmas is sort of a backdrop. Um, take, a, take Home yeah. Alone, for example. Could, Home Alone, my number two. I know. Home Alone is great. It's so good. But... <laughs> You could make Home Alone take place any time of year. Right. It's about burglars. It's almost a similar uh, story to Die, to, to Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> burglars coming into your house and you've got to defend it. Um, so the Christmas element is really just the backdrop. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> have to be there. But that is not a bad thing at all. In fact, I think it's what makes both of these movies what they are. Why are so many Christmas movies so violent and crazy? I don't, I don't get it. it. It might be that <laughs> thing I'm talking about. That it really gets your attention. Mm-hmm. And thus, makes it's going to make that movie stand out in your memory as something special. Because you had the juxtaposition of all the violence and then all the happiness and the innocence of Christmas. And yeah. that's, that's why Die Hard really always kind of comes to my mind when I think of Christmas movies. <laughs> is because of that. So that's great. Good on yeah. them, I guess. But, um, <laughs> All right, number two, Home Alone. So, which house you want to hit first, huh? About what? That we didn't do something. Crow buys up. <laughs> what else can we be forgetting? Kevin! Ah! This is my house. 
I have to defend it. Somebody pick up. Pick up! I got a feeling this is going to be your best Christmas ever. You guys give up or you're thirsty for more? It's my number two. Yeah? Only because... Only because there's a better number one. But Home Alone (laughs) is... Yeah. (laughs) Is staple. I've probably watched it 28 times at Mm -hmm. least once a year as long as I've lived. Yeah. And then anytime it runs... Yeah. On TV. It's so good. I don't I mean, even have is, to go find it. It just plays over You just turn and on TV over. and boom, there it's it like, is. yes, this is what I needed. Yeah. Thank you. And the, I mean, the greatest part about Home Alone is that Kevin's by himself in the yeah. house. You know, it's mm-hmm. him and his imagination and a couple of pesky so thieves. You think you, you, do you think you might actually enjoy it more if you took the villains out of it and it's just a kid doing his thing and having a good Christmas by himself? I mean, what if he imagined the thieves? Hmm. What if he, you know, he got bored and nobody was around? No one really ever sees them. And he them. just booby-trapped the entire house <laughs> oh for fun. Oh my God, for fun. <laughs> oh my God, that's interesting. I mean, Kevin's kind of crazy. Why do you think his family's leaving him behind all the time? Oh yeah, dude, there is... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm getting so excited about home alone here there's a shot in the movie that it i mean it really just flies by you don't even notice it where when they spill like the milk or whatever all over the table the dad is um in a rush to clean everything up and there's a shot of the trash can and he's throwing napkins trash plates anything in there and he accidentally throws kevin's plane ticket in there oh. and the plane ticket goes in there and you see his name kevin McAllister, on it but it just zips right back. and as long as i can remember i was trying to figure out how could it be this easy now granted it was a big family mm-hmm. but how could it be that easy to forget your son <laughs> But uh, because they hate him, because they hated him. <laughs> I'm kidding. And he made his family disappear. <laughs> Wait, have you been seeing that picture that's going around? I think it was on Reddit, but it was a picture of that giant mansion, you know, all decked out oh, yeah, with lights yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what the hell was Kevin's dad doing? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> to have such a huge family and to put him in a nine-room mansion. Oh my god. <laughs> now it, um, it's... he must have been a drug dealer or something. Oh well, yeah. That's the only, you know, that's the only explanation. Uh, did you, have you ever seen the house now? They like no, revamped it or something. Yeah. Just kind of updated it a little bit. It's not a complete. There's a new Home Alone movie with the same. No, 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 okay. no, no. It's the house from the, from the original film. I gotcha. it's a real okay. house. Uh, and it just looks a little bit different aesthetically, but it's not like the structure is different or anything. So never remodel. Never remodel. They better not. Um, so what else you got for Home Alone? Okay. Um, I mean, just slapstick as it can get, you know, what more do you need? Yeah. Your belly's full of food and full of laughs. <laughs> and you're living vicariously through Kevin. Yeah. Or the burglars, whatever, you know, whatever your position. That would probably be me. <laughs> yeah. Except for the hurting kids part. <laughs> God, I, those poor guys. I feel I for them. Did you ever see Skyfall? James Bond Skyfall? Yes. At the end of it, it felt like Home Alone to me because they're rigging up the house with all these booby traps so they can... The whole time I'm watching, I'm like, God, this is... Where's Macaulay Culkin? And this. But, um, he's, uh, he's in Pizza Underground playing <laughs> Velvet Underground cover, <laughs> cover songs. Probably. That's what he does now. That's his gig. That's really? his thing. Yes. He's lead singer or guitarist. Um, for Pizza Underground, go look it up. See, I didn't know what you were talking about. I I just heard you say Pizza Underground. I was like, just agree with her brain. It's a Velvet Underground cover band. Are you kidding me? And they put pizza in in the lyrics wherever they can. That's amazing. It's amazing. 
They visited New Orleans recently. Wow. Or maybe two years ago. Time flies. That's so crazy. But yeah, that's uh, what he's doing now. Yeah. Home Alone is just, it's <laughs> iconic. I mean, it was an instant classic. Um, the, the shot of him with his hands on his face screaming because of the aftershave mm-hmm. is iconic. Um, and all of the, it's just so much fun. I've never, I never had so much fun watching people get hurt. Right. But, you know, seeing like the, uh, the iron fall down the, on the dude's face and uh, the, the paint buckets and all that. It's the paint buckets and the guys so had catch fun. it on fire. I've got a question, listeners. There is a moment where Kevin is... He sees, what was the guy, Old Man Marley or something? The guy with the snow shovel? Oh, right. Yeah, whatever his name was. Kevin runs into the house. The camera is on him, running through the door, and then the camera zooms down and pushes in on a big black boot by the door. And it's so deliberate. It looks like something they really planned for and meant for you to see, and they never go back to it. Hmm. And I cannot figure it out. So if anyone has an answer to this, please. Whose boot is it? Yeah, right? Dude, when I was a kid, I thought the old man is already inside. And for some reason, he decided to leave his boot by the door. Oh, so just one. It's just one. Okay, it's just one boot. It's so hmm. weird. Anyway, so that's all you got for Home Alone. Um, I mean, I could go on and on, but you know, when yeah. you've seen something so many times, that's true. It's just ingrained. Yeah, well, in your Christmas spirit. Okay, what's your number two? All right, my number two is a Christmas story. Okay, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and it's kind of an obvious choice, but yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> but Ace. But so Home is Home Alone. Alone. Is yeah, exactly. In this modern age, Perfect. too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom! Hush! Shut up, Ralphie! So now, in the spirit of the original... I made it, you! Stop! Traditional... He looks like a deranged Easter Bunny. 100% two-fisted, red-blooded... It's smiling at me! All-American Christmas... A Christmas Story. So, um, I went with A Christmas Story uh, for a few strange reasons. And um, one of them is the fact that this is a movie that... So, okay, let's say Christmas is uh, really a kid-centric time of year. Um, Yeah. yeah. I have this conspiracy theory about Christmas, is that they invented it. Oh, have you heard about the history of Yule? Uh, no, no, no. What's that? Okay, so Yule is Scandinavian tradition, right? From back in the day, from when they w- worshipped Odin and Thor. And legend goes that people in the wintertime would see Odin ride across the skies on his eight-legged horse. And somehow through the centuries, the Dutch adapted that and created Santa Claus. And Santa Claus had his eight reindeers, each of them representative of one of Odin's horses. You're eight kidding legs. me. Yeah, so that's the history of Yule, the tradition of Yule. So when you go wow. to Scandinavia and a lot of European places, they, you know, they might not say Christmas. They, you'll see Yule everywhere or people will yeah. be saying Happy Yule or however they'd say it. I think God so Yule. That's where that comes from. Yeah. So Christmas is derived... Wow. From the Viking tradition of Yule from thousands of years ago. Dude, I did not know that. And that's something I've always wondered about but never really explored mm-hmm. was, was the origin of Santa Claus, was the origin of right. all so of those since, elements. Right, so Santa Claus was a Dutch thing and then 
you know, the the big guy with the beard in the red yeah. was made famous by Coke, as most people know. Yeah, Coca Cola. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's amazing. I did not. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. So I'm embracing Yule this there season. There you go. Everybody, <laughs> Yule brought to you by. <laughs> no, brought to you by the Vikings. The, the Vikings incredible. via the Dutch. Yeah. Yep. Well, a Christmas story is, of course, uh, Ralphie is the is the little boy is the main character in it. And a lot of the time when you watch not just a Christmas movie, but a movie, we're sort of the voyeur. We're seeing it from the outside, seeing the story played out. This movie, we are in Ralphie's head. I mean, we, we have the narrator who's telling his uh, inner dialogue live as it's happening. Um, and, of course, we're seeing Ralphie's quest to get the Red Rider BB gun, which I think, <laughs> I think I had one as a kid. And I didn't shoot my eye out. I did shoot a couple of my brothers with it, though. So, but um, the fact that we're seeing it through the, the kid's eye and then... They're getting that kid's sense of wonder and zeal for Christmas so right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, when I watch it, it really feels like, it, you know, how Christmas time was, the season was, as a kid that age, about 10 years old. Right. And it's, it's got something else really neat going on in it, and that is that it's, you can take the Christmas aspect out of it, and you still get this, like, coming-of-age family story, kind of a middle-class suburban America in the 1940s that um, I find really interesting, actually. I think... They do a really good job with the production design in the film. And it's not too in your face. You're getting kind of old school televisions, old school cars, mm-hmm. everything like this. And uh, That's what was great about Miracle on 34th is yeah. the costumes. I mean, that was the yeah. 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. um, probably before, yeah, before the Great Depression. And everybody just looked kick ass. They knew how to dress back then. When guys yeah. wore fedoras with their suits and everything. And the ladies wore just kick ass power suits yeah. or dresses, you know, with their hair all done up. Beautiful. We got to bring that back. Mm-hmm. We really do. I just don't know. I really, I'm in jeans and t shirt yeah, right? looking like a frump. I just got in from like getting lunch at McDonald's and <laughs> I don't know that I could wear a suit and fedora in there. But you know what? I'm starting it. I'm going to get that back again. But um, do so, it to it, Brady. Do it to it, Brady. But uh, so we're, we're getting um, kind of a glimpse into this family's life. And the, we're taking uh, just a small part of, a, of that year that we're looking at. And that's what we're focusing on. Did you ever see The Tree of Life? I'm about to, I'm about to compare a Christmas story to Tree of Life. Yeah, it was a Terrence Malick movie that came out with Brad Pitt and Sean Penn. It told the story. Not in a long time. Not, not in a long time. It came out maybe three or four years ago or something. Okay. It was really good. Very interesting movie. But um, it's... The timeline of the film is it starts at the beginning of time and mm-hmm. ends at the end of time. But the focus that this movie takes when looking at all of creation is uh, it pinpoints the story of this little family and like mid-century uh, middle America. And, and that's the story that it tells in correlation to this idea of like, I, I really don't know. I'm not going to sit here and try and ex- describe the tree of life. But it kind of reminds me of, of this movie in the sense that we're seeing this family's life and we're pinpointing this one holiday, almost mm-hmm. like one month mm-hmm. out, of their, out of their life. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, think of Christmas, I mean, besides the tradition and the religion and all that stuff, I think Christmas maybe was invented as a, as a way to get people excited about winter. You know, because yeah. winter is so long, and Christmas is smack dab in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can see that. It's a sad, like, uh, the, the weather is kind of frightful. You know, frightful. you have, in, in the south, we have, we get nine, ten hours of sunlight, which is a lot. Yeah. Places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the north, you know, the poles get maybe a few hours. But 
I think, I don't know. I have a feeling that maybe Christmas some in, in someone's heart was just a way to get people excited about winter and getting through it and Possibly. getting people out yeah. and lighting up the place and just, you know, and having think, fires and yeah. treats. And, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, um, and I thank them for it because otherwise I'd be sitting around <laughs> sad and depressed in <laughs> kind of cold gray weather. Alone. Alone. Well, that's every day pretty much. I need some fan mail. But, um, yeah, no, no, you, you very well could be right. And a lot of people say that, you know, Hallmark invented holidays so that they could sell certain uh-huh. things. And I'm like, you know what? It's a business. So, you know, cut them some slack, assuming that was the case. But, right. uh, but you know what? Either way, I love Christmas season. It's, it's so much fun. And, uh, and it's like you were saying, every year you've got your traditions. You've got Home Alone. You've got to watch it. Yep. And everything like that. So what Christmas means to individual people is something that's really, really interesting to me. And it's one of those things you can't really put into words. You just mm-hmm. got to, you just, it, you live it, you know? It's a different yeah. tradition, mm-hmm. a different manifestation to everyone. Yeah, it really is. So that's um, all I've got for my number two. Uh, the last thing is, is that outside of... Like I was saying, um, kind of production, good production design that sort of like goes right under the radar because it's not a film that's known for that. You get some really good performances. Ralphie's great. Their dad is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then you get some iconic imagery like the leg lamp. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen this movie, right? No. You haven't? Uh-uh. Oh, it's so good. A Christmas story. Well, his dad, without spoiling it, gets a uh, this big, big, big like um, package in the mail and he gets it out and it's a leg like a mannequin's leg with fishnet <laughs> stockings going up and at the top is a lamp and he puts it <laughs> Wait, in the window you know what i'm talking yes. about yeah and so my dad loves this movie so for years i've been trying to get him one of those like lamps well now's the time yeah and it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to make a lampshade a mannequin leg and fishnets so no now's the let's time let's go get the stuff let's right do now. it let's just cut the show short and go so, well look <laughs> we're that's, on a mission yeah that is all that i've got for uh, let's see. That's all I got for my number two. Okay. So what's up, girl? Lay it on us. Okay, number one. Are we, yes, are we going straight to number one? Or are we doing some, like, honorary mentions? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's no. good. Do you have some? I have one. Dude, go for it. I've got to, I'll think of something by the time <laughs> you're done. This is, like, God, the, besides Home Alone, this is probably the first one that we watch every year. And it's Love Actually. Really? Yeah. I saw that title come up in some of the lists I was looking at. Now, I am not familiar with uh, Love Actually. You've not seen Love Actually? What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Brady. I know. I haven't seen Love Actually and Miracle on 34th Street. Maybe I should see them <laughs> in the reverse order. Love Actually is just the epitome of cheese mm-hmm. and Christmas. <laughs> the two ingredients you need to get through yeah. December. But, man, star-studded cast. Who's in it? Kira Knightley, Liam Neeson, Hugh Grant. Colin Firth, uh, Laura Linney, and y'all, wow. this was, these people, you go, I, this is like a glint, a glance, a glimpse. This is a glimpse back in time. These people are so young. I'm like, man, Kira Knightley, she's coming up in Collateral Beauty, but mm-hmm. you see her in Love Actually, which is probably 20, 25 years ago. It's like, okay, you're an infant. Yeah. <laughs> you are so skinny. You turn sideways and you go invisible, Kira. Seriously. And, uh, but just star-studded performances, everyone's just, I don't know if they're acting the hell out of this movie or if they, they're just being themselves. Yeah. Because everyone's got their natural accents in this movie. (laughs) But this story, there's so much going on with everybody. 
It's yeah. ridiculous. It's like a big whirlwind of of Christmas. And it's sad and it's happy and it it's seems, funny and it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it seems like with a cast like that, you could just get those people together and say, all right, the camera's on. Y'all just go. Y'all just <laughs> improvise. Do your thing. And the theme is Christmas. So just bring it back around to that. Yeah. And you, you'd think that like something good would come of that. Because that's a lot of talent. And it's... A lot of the movie is just sad. These people are lonely. People mm-hmm. have died or broken up or in the process of breaking up. And, you know, at the end of the day or the end of the season, yeah. everybody has somebody. Yeah. And huh. it's really cute, but it starts off kind of like, God. It seems like one, somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of people in their life could watch around Christmas and get something out of it. Be like, you know, hey, these are my people right here. <laughs> I really take to this movie. It's kind of a well, bummer. Well, cool. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but then it picks up. Yeah, good. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah. I have an honorable mention. It's kind of an obvious choice, but it is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Uh-huh. Have you seen it with Chevy Chase? Yes. So good. And there's just no story. <laughs> it's not... just National Lampoon. Just Let's just screw off. <laughs> but I think of all of the National Lampoon's movies that I'm familiar with, uh, it has like a lot of heart to it. And um, I, it's got kind of this like little moment at the end, this little sentimental, I guess sentimental moment where... Uh, this whole time, this guy's been losing his mind trying to get Christmas to work mm-hmm. his way so that he can just provide, you know, uh, the best time that he can for his family. And he just wants to do it right. And nothing is working. Nothing is working. Classic. And when it does, he's not there to witness it. And uh, then right <laughs> there at the end, everything's been resolved. Everybody's having a good time. And everything. he's out in his front yard. He looks up and he says, I did it. Yeah. And it's the last words of the movie. And I'm like... That's it. That's the best way to end this story. Is this guy's gone through everything to get everything together and nothing has worked and yet he's done it. So that's... And so the last scenes like with the lights, you know, he yeah. kind of put the lights up and they and come boom. on. Everyone's yeah. outside. Yeah. Or is it just him outside? I think it's I think it switches. It's on and off. Like his wife is outside where he's trying to plug it in. And of course he's got like, you know, twenty surge protectors connected to each other power outlets <laughs> so that's one that um that we watch yes. a lot around around christmas yeah time, i watched that last i think it was last year it was great yeah that's a good one all right okay number one number one number one christmas movie on my list what's that is elf elf another Woo! one you haven't seen i haven't what seen are you elf? doing with your I life i know i'm not american new line cinema proudly presents a little holiday story one Christmas Eve, Santa Claus got an unexpected gift of his own. What in the name of Sam Hill? Thirty years later... Let's recite the code of the elves, shall we? The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Buddy's discovering who he really is. You're not like the rest of us. I was sure when you cracked six feet that it would come up. My bad. You're not an elf. Now, he's taking a journey to find the family he's never known in a place where he finally fits in. Boy. And nothing's going to stop him. Sorry, your car's pretty. Will Ferrell is Elf. Catch the holiday spirit. Just trying to hug you. Why Elf? Why Elf? Uh, Because Will Ferrell is a giant man in a world of tiny people. (laughs) And he's just trying to make himself small. 
And so he, I think the movie starts out with him at the North Pole mm-hmm. making toys and Santa's got to go out on the 25th and bring all these toys to people. Yeah. And he discovers that he's adopted and then his elf dad isn't his real dad. So he's okay. sitting on his elf dad's lap. And it's, <laughs> it's absurd. Yeah. And so the entire movie's about Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. What's his name in the movie? Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. Okay. So the entire elf film is about Buddy the elf, the giant man going to New York City to find his real dad mm-hmm. and connect with his biological family. And it is just ju- insane. <laughs> it sounds his like travels, it. His travels. His poor... I mean, he has all these high expectations about what it's going to be like and yeah. you know, everything he sees about Christmas um, outside of the North Pole. And when he gets there, it's New York. It's big. It's intimidating. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know where to find his dad. And when he does find his dad, it, it doesn't go as expected. Yeah. So poor buddy, but it, like every Christmas movie, it ends so well, and there's, yeah, it's Will Ferrell. It's you Will Ferrell. can't go wrong. You know, he's you, running through the streets of yeah. New York, <laughs> acting like a giant child. Uh huh. And it's which I can imagine him doing by like without a movie being made. And he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh-huh. <laughs> the thing about Will Ferrell is that he's got um, there's a. a a wide array of ability there that I don't think we've fully seen yet. I don't think his he has shown us all that he's capable of doing. I think that guy's got some real dramatic chops that we've yet to see. But you can take um, some of the more adult-oriented stuff that he's in and then get something like Elf or like Land of the Lost. And mm-hmm. so this guy's capable of doing, like I guess, kid-friendly, family-friendly uh, material. And very it works. much. Very yeah. PG. Mm-hmm. And he... You know, at the end of the day, he is a gigantic child himself. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's like he's playing himself <laughs> and he's in, you know, he's got his elf hat and his elf boots and yeah. he's dressed like an elf prancing through New York City. Yeah. God. All right, so that's two I got to watch tonight. <laughs> it's so insane. It's so great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the, uh, that's my number one because That's it's, your number one. It's Will Ferrell just being ridiculous. Yeah. And if I could do, if I, if I was having... what's up god it'd be so much fun to just prance around yeah manhattan you can still do it trudy you can still do it (laughs) any time of year and people would know exactly like people wouldn't judge yeah you You wouldn't be judged (laughs) you're just an elf even if they do screw them uh okay is is that all you got for yep now what's your number one well real quick um so would you recommend elf as a family the whole family can enjoy it I think all these films. Mm-hmm. Oh, minus Love Actually. Minus mm. Love Actually and minus Die Hard. <laughs> so we've got a few in there. My number one, I would not recommend as a family film. I would not. It's an incredibly dark film, but it is uh, probably my favorite Christmas film um, and one that I always find myself going back to. Uh, and that is A Christmas Carol, oh. which there's been a lot of different versions of. I'm talking which about... Which one? This is the one with George C. Scott that came out in the 80s. It was made for TV. Have you not oh, seen it? No. It's kind of hard to come by because it was made for TV. It's Christmas. A time for celebration. A time of goodwill to all men. All that is, except one. Ebenezer Scrooge. A man whose contempt for others. Mr. Cratchit! 
is matched only by his greed and lust for wealth. Christmas comes but once a year, sir. Poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. But Scrooge is about to be taught a lesson he'll never forget. You will be haunted by three spirits. I think I'd rather not. Charles Dickens' immortal tale is brought to life as you've never seen it before. I am the ghost of Christmas past. You will see yourself. Ebenezer Scrooge! <laughs> you are more worthless and less fit to live than millions like this poor man's child. I will not be the man I must have been but for this visitation. Why show me this if I am past all hope? Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. George C. Scott as Ebenezer Scrooge. A Christmas Carol. Merry Christmas to everybody and a happy new year to the world! What I like about uh, the story of A Christmas Carol is that, okay, so all these movies that we're talking about, Christmas more or less plays a backdrop. And it's not really about these themes. Like, we talked about at the front of the show that, that the holidays are all about, like you were saying when you celebrated as a kid in India, it was about family, it was about giving back, it was about just, you know, having a good time and enjoying uh, everything around, like um, giving thanks, I guess, for everything around you. The story of A, of a Christmas Carol, the story of Scrooge, is uh, it's one that... Christmas isn't just the backdrop of. It's about these themes. It's about a guy who has to go out and fulfill all of these things that make Christmas what it is, or everything is lost. And um, so he's got this journey that he's got to go on, and it's very dark. And this film, it is almost unbearable to watch because it is so horrendous. Yeah. It's very, very, very tough. The ghosts. Oh, my God, is it scary, dude. God, the... um, Jacob Marley is just so freaky in it. Check it out if, if you haven't. But uh, I haven't. I'm going to have to check that yeah. one out. One of the things I like about it is that it doesn't feel like a, a made-for-TV movie at all. I mean, you could watch this and it feels like something you'd go to the cinema and see. But um, I chose this because, unlike my other two, which sort of live outside of being Christmas movies, or specifically about Christmas, this story is about the things that make Christmas uh, and the holidays what they are. And that's giving, celebrating, you know, being good to your fellow man. And, um, and Scrooge isn't that. And he's not that. He's, he's, got he's it. selfish. He's, he's selfish. So he's a he's, miser. Exactly. He's got to go find it um, within himself. And so, but yeah, he's a man who avoids these things at all costs. He just has to go out and find them. So this particular version, uh, I like because of its tone. Like I was saying, it's dark. It's sinister. It's slow, scary. And I mean, it is just downright mean in some places. The Ghost of Christmas Present, for example, just rolls in there all la-di-da, happy and everything, and then ends up saying like, you know, look, this is what this is who you really are, and this is who you really are to the people around you. So all of these, all of these like dark elements, uh, and his journey through basically like going to hell almost is what makes the ending that much more rewarding. When he's mm-hmm. finally had his redemption, he wakes up. Oh, it's Christmas morning, and all and this. And he goes out. And yeah, and uh, celebrates the Cratchit family and all this. And he, um, uh, yeah, it's so all of that. You only feel the impact of all of that because the rest of the movie has been so sinister. And I haven't seen the 80s version, but the 2009 with Jim Carrey was very much... I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it wasn't dark. Yeah. You have the dark elements yeah. of the story. 
but he goes through the same things and it it's more fun. Yeah, a little bit lighter. Yeah, a lot lighter. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. it's a it's a classic. That's one that definitely goes on the list. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't want to paint this film as something just so dark and unbearable <laughs> to watch, but uh, because it's got um, I mean it's it's got its lighthearted moments going through uh, throughout, but. The, th- the reason I put this as number one is because it is truly a Christmas movie, and its focus is uh, the things that make Christmas what it is, and that's um, the ideas of just being good to your fellow man and giving back and loving and celebrating and doing all these things. And being um, selfless. And, and being and... selfless. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah. that's uh, what we should be doing all year round, but you know, this time of year is when we really are just reminded of to do that. And we're reminded through film. We're reminded of through movies, these movies specifically. Yeah. Let's bring it all home. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and so that's why, um, yeah, that's why I wanted to, you know, I chose this topic was because uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's good, good well, subject it's, matter. Yeah. I think it's part of everybody's Christmas tradition mm-hmm. to watch that little collection of films. And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And every year, maybe try one or two new ones. Mm-hmm. And Which uh, you have given me plenty to try. And you, <laughs> so, and you. And vice versa, yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, at the end of the day, Christmas is a reason to, you know, embrace the winter, see the people you love, check out some funny stuff, some dark stuff. Yeah. And drink some hot chocolate. Drink some hot chocolate. Drink some... Hot cider, yeah, I don't but know. not too fast. Hot alcohol. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, have you ever had spiked eggnog? No. It'll, no, it'll get I your haven't. attention. Yeah. No, but I have a little bottle of eggnog that I plan to. Really? Know, plan to spike and. Well, let's get to it, man. Let's get out of here and let's go take care of that. That's not gonna drink itself. Why not don't gonna we spike have itself. Right yeah, seriously. All right, we gotta go. We gotta go get some. We get, we're getting eggnog. Yeah, listeners, thank you so much for for joining us to, down this little trip today of exploring um, our top three favorite Christmas movies and why they are that. Uh, Shruti, thank you so much for thank being you. a guest on here today. It was and a pleasure, and it was yeah. a fun trip down memory lane. Awesome. Thank you, Brady. Absolutely. Will you come back? For what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We'll come up. Any time. I'm yeah. messing with you. I'll be back whenever you need me. Good deal. Good deal. All right, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And Happy whatever. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, whatever you're Happy celebrating. Happy Festivus. Festivus. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank. Seinfeld. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I know, I know where Festivus okay. comes all from. All right. But, uh,. All right, everybody. Well, happy holidays, and thank you so much for being a Patreon subscriber. It's because of your subscriptions that we are able to bring you uh, top-quality content like this and do it through the uh, facility that we're able to do it through. And without you, we would not be able to do it. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. So until next time, this is Brady. And this is Trudy. And we will see you guys later. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Media.